everyone. Happy day to you. This is episode 13, and today we're going to gain some perspective. Now, you've heard the old saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, but that isn't always the case, right? So, in the spirit of planning the year ahead this year, I thought that this was a good topic to discuss because a lot of us don't know how to incorporate positive energy into our life, right? When things go wrong, they snowball out of control. And then the next thing you know, you are swimming in a sea of negativity and everywhere you go and everything you do, it just seems to have a negative spin on it. And you don't know how to get out of that pool, right? And so hopefully after this podcast today, you're able to take the understanding of what is in the methods of gaining perspective and seeing all angles of different shapes of problems that come about and issues that arise and how to target them specifically to deal with them more effectively um, and have a different outcome. So I'm also going to share some examples with you of things that I've gone through and different ways that as an adult, I look back at these things in a different light and how it sheds a different perspective for me. So hopefully it is able to help you along your way. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to get started. So this is mainly looking at uh, the world and the things that are happening right now through a different lens. This is something that I'm doing personally. Uh, just to kind of take in everything that's happening in the world, but not be everything that's happening in the world, which is something that I think that with social media and avenues of that nature, it's really easy to do is become the communication, right? It comes through, you internalize it, you think about it, you gain your own opinions about it, and then that's who you become. It is the type of person that you become. Maybe now, you know, post-COVID era, you um, think twice before, you know, reaching out to tap someone on their shoulder or something that you never would have thought twice about before. When someone extends their hand, shake your hand or something like that, you think twice. But then it's all about gaining perspective. And that was something that I thought was a really interesting topic um, because a lot of people don't even issue these type of scenarios. Um, it's just kind of something that's shrugged off. And over time, that, that you know, unsurety, it fills the empty jar that's in the back of your brain where you store all your worries and your angst and your nervousness and anxiety. And, you know, eventually that jar is bound to tip over a break. And when it does, you don't want to be the person who's sitting in the room with you at that point, right? So... Let's um, roll our sleeves up, look at some things in a different lens. So when something bad happens, the first thing that you do is you ask yourself, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening right now? Why is this happening? And what am I going to do? Your first response, we're our own worst enemies, is, oh my gosh, I don't have a plan for this, right? So... What I like to do is, as hard as it may seem, I like to understand what the lesson is. And this is probably the biggest challenge that I face uh, with any type of negativity that comes my way is, what is the lesson in this? Um, And, you know, 
it might take a couple days, it may take a couple months, the situation may have already come, gone, and been dealt with already, and I am still figuring out the lessons to those things. Some have just one huge lesson, and some have a multitude of different lessons that have changed every single aspect of my life. I know that that sounds huge and in a grand spectrum, but it is so, so true. Um, and I hope that by listening to this podcast today, you're able to connect different things that have happened in your own life or different things that will be happening in your life and be able to gain perspective from my different stories that I'm going to be telling you. So I wanted to talk about a couple things that happened to me that at the time seemed like the worst things in the world. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the first perspective that I had and the natural perspective. And you'd probably shake your head and say, yeah, that makes sense. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to tell you how I processed it, continue to process it if it's something that affects my everyday life. And then we're going to talk about how this pertains to you and, you know, maybe something that you're going through or maybe, like I said, something that you will go through. So my dad died of cancer when I was 20. I uh, was so, so confused about life at 20. I, um, I felt as though I had known everything because you do when you're 20. You feel like you're grown up completely. And I also uh, didn't know how to process all of it. It was a huge spoonful of what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Am I taken care of? I had my mom. It's amazing. But what's, what's going to happen now? It made me question the other relationships I was in in my life. You know, people in my family, my friends. Do I want to get close to them? What if they die? What am I going to do? I didn't understand from a selfish perspective, why is this happening to me? Why why did I sign myself up to be somebody in the shoes? Uh, before I was born, I feel like everybody writes their own ticket. And I questioned, you know, why did I... Why did I ask this of myself? What could I possibly enjoy out of this experience? What what could I possibly gain? And by far, one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. Uh, Some things stick with me to this day, and they're so vivid. Uh, Different memories of people that I cared about that were hurting. Different feelings that I had about medical things that I was hearing about that I'd never heard of that, you know, I'm so familiar with now as an older adult and just taking a look at the rest of my life when I was 20 and being like, okay, what happens now? You know, and it took a lot of counseling and it took a lot of realization and it took, it took watching him Uh, deteriorate day after day and anybody who's listening who's ever loved somebody who has passed unfortunately from cancer you know exactly what I'm talking about and to have that happen to you you really start to question your beliefs 
you start to question how you got to where you are, how you're going to get to where you're going, the impact and effect that that person had on your life. It is a whole thing that is outside of your typical psychological process that they tell you. The five stages of grief is something that was oftentimes um, put in front of me. And it was something that for probably about five years um, was something that internally not talking about it with many people was something that I was dealing with. It was something I was having nightmares about. It was something that I couldn't talk to anybody about because immediately people would be like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because it gets awkward for people, right? You bring up that your parent passed away is awkward enough in conversation to speak of, but then when you say that they passed away from cancer, it brings a whole level of uncomfortability, especially if you're in an audience that has never dealt with it before, it just gets uncomfortable. So then you go into this shell of the topic where you don't want to talk about it with anybody anymore because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable when meanwhile you're really yourself just trying to understand you're trying to wrap yourself around this whole situation right so um in positive spinning of things and in retrospect i guess in this situation because it was 20 years ago um I was inspired by this situation happening and it being such a, a rare situation to happen to a 20 year old. Um, I became inspired to live my life as if he were watching me. Now, just a little side note about my dad. Um, he was pretty strict, um, a good, a good father, but you know, he had a temper and you know, that was something that you did not want to see and for that you would be very careful and and everything that you would do and in post life of his I still when making decisions even 20 years later will stop and I will think about him and what he would think of the decision that I was making uh or what would he um would he pat me on the back would he tell me that I did a good job would he like the people that I surround myself with would he, um, you know, would he agree with my thoughts on a different topic? Uh, and that is something that I would have never thought back then. I would have never thought, I think that if he were still alive today, I wouldn't have been so concerned about what his ideals were on decisions I was making and people I was hanging out with. But that just goes to show you in our first lesson in perspective, you know, just because something bad happens to you doesn't mean that there's not exercises that you can pull from it that will help aid your your future self, right? I always tell my team, the decisions that you make today are the decisions your future self will thank you for. And that is one of the biggest things. So, I mean, I was catapulted into a more spiritual lifestyle because of this that was another gain. I uh, remember distinctively towards the end, my dad grabbing for things that weren't there, talking about different dates that hadn't happened yet. He was mentioning uh, different 
people that had passed, you know, that I went on to later recognize as what is called deathbed visits. And I inquire and I incurred an incredible collection of literary materials that discuss life after death and hospice care and what is often seen statistically from the passing. What, you know, what happens in their brain? What do they see? What's near-death experiences like? That activity has actually helped me to then go out and talk to other people who are grieving a parent or a loved one uh, and talk to them about terminal illness and how it affects them how they, you know, things they might be seeing, things they might be experiencing. And for that, another perspective that I would have never gained had I not been through what I had been through. It helped me to become more literate and an avid researcher. As I just mentioned, I have traveled throughout the years and found myself in different groups discussing this and gaining perspective really wanted to hear what other people thought. Did it change them the way that it changed me? Did it shine a light on different subjects that are uncomfortable for people to talk about? Did it make me sound crazy? Was I the person in the room that everyone was like, did you hear the lady in the corner? You know, or did I, was I onto something here? You know, could something so horrible, you know, still be a painful experience in my heart and always will be but would I be the same person today if that wouldn't have happened to me I became a leader in charge of my life realizing that the consequences of my actions were going to be my own and no one else was going to take responsibility for my mistakes now by that I mean when this happened it was a huge surge into adulthood, right? And at the time, it was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to have anybody watching out for what I'm doing. You know, at 20 years old, you need to start thinking in that direction anyway. But this was a different kind of feeling. This was a feeling like I'm my own person. And if there's consequences to my actions, there's not going to be anybody to bail me out. There's not going to be anybody to give me you know, a helping hand to lift me up off the cliff that I just jumped off of proverbially, you know, making these mistakes. I've got me and, you know, my mom was grieving terribly at the time, of course. Uh, They'd been married for several years and that mentality was something that started as a seed and 20 years later, I'm happy to say that it grew into a flower Um, because I've got, I'm, I'm independent to an absolute fault in my adulthood. I, uh, love being around other people and I love culture and I love soaking in all of the good vibes and especially people that I've got a lot in common with. I could just, and people that make me laugh. Oh my gosh. I could be around people that make me laugh forever. Um, however, when I am by myself, I utilize that time to enrich my brain, to get myself motivated, to try to figure out what I would like in my life. And it's an ongoing revolving wheel. It is a never ending, you know, it is a cycle 
of what did I do that was a mistake? What did I learn from the mistake? How can I be better? Is this something that I want to do again? Is this something that I want to continue? Just always these questions and this answer cycle. And it's all from the perspective. And this is one of the many situations that causes me to think about things like that. And so I had to share it with you because of how important it was. If anybody has dealt with something, and so many people have, that is so similar, it is important to understand what those lessons are. Another example that I wanted to share with you is what it was like for me to tackle childhood obesity. And I say childhood lightly. This was actually something that started with childhood. I've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but it ended up following me my entire life. And, you know, it was it was very hard. It was something that people didn't talk about a lot. Um, obesity, I feel like they talked about it all the time. But bullying, they did not. In the 80s and the 90s, you know, it, there was no social media. There was, it wasn't a topic on talk shows. It wasn't a thing. Um, although it very much was an active thing. As much as it is now with social media, I don't know how kids do it today. I couldn't imagine having to deal with it on a virtual scale. However, it is horrible no matter what way you look at it. I was um, teased. I became self-conscious. I was ridiculed. I was alone a lot. I um, didn't fit in. I, uh, I didn't have any boyfriends or, or any type of, you know, relationships until I was 16. Uh, and... You know, from that point, it was all, you know, I was the last person, you know, to experience anything. And uh, for that, I knew, I knew that it was because of my weight. I heard whispers all the time of people saying things about, you know, what I was wearing or, you know, how I dressed because kids are, kids can be so mean. I, um, I just absolutely hated my life. It was really hard, um, as a lot of teenagers do, but, um, you know, by the time I was a teen, uh, you know, I had been through a childhood of, you know, very interesting, uh, events and being obese, uh, it just, it was hard. I mean, I wanted to be like everybody else. I felt like I didn't fit in. Um, and so I had to try extra hard to get attention and to try to get that attention. Uh, you know, I came off as obnoxious and dramatic and it was something I also had to go to therapy for actually. Um, but it affected my schoolwork and then I would get in trouble for not being who, you know, being the best I could be at school. And, you know, from an adult perspective now, thinking back, you know, at that time, I just couldn't understand 
why I have been given this ticket. Why, you know, why was this happening to me? And as an adult, you know, I'm almost 40. And, you know, I, I reflect on my life a lot now. And I don't know if it's something that you do when you're, you know, middle-aged-ish. Or if it's just something that you do because you're mature enough to understand the difference between who you were then, the circumstances you had, the perspective that you were given, and the person that you are today. My skin is thick now, and it's, it's thick because I have been there and I have been back in regards to what are the worst feelings that I could have in regards to something that's true about me that someone could say. Uh, I am not a thin adult, but I take better care of myself. I understand that I may never be a thin adult, and I'm okay with that. And that's something that I never thought that I would be okay with. It's something that I never thought that I would be comfortable with. But, you know, as people have evolved with me in my growth, they also have changed their perspective. And it's something that people aren't looking at me because they think that I don't look right. They're looking at me because they want me to be healthier. And for that, I am respectful. You know, if they want me to be around for longer, it's a totally different thing than if they just don't want to hang out with me because I'm the fat girl, quote unquote. So there's not a lot of things that people can say to me that bother me. There's also a whole lot of looks and comments and things that I just rub off my shoulder because it's just like any other day. Um, I don't deal with it a lot now in my adult years, but towards my 20s, post-20s, I started to get real strong. Like, you know, you do you, boo-boo, and I'll do me. And, you know, if we cross paths again, then we'll deal with that then. But let's just take the positivity out of this experience, right? And again, all about perspective. So I'm also free to decide what situations I want to put myself in. And that's something that I think appeals to everybody's perspective is that always remembering that you are free to decide where you want to be, when you want to be there, whether you want to take part in it or not. No one can physically really pick you up and put you somewhere. And if someone ever threatens you to be someplace you don't want to be, then that's a whole different podcast. That's actually something that you need to ask someone for help for immediately. But you are free to decide to do whatever you want, to be whatever you want. You're in charge of your own life. And your motivation will stem from that. I feel beautiful. Now, feeling beautiful isn't looking in the mirror and saying, I want to be just like Kylie Jenner. Feeling beautiful is knowing in your heart that the decisions that you're making are right. And I had to learn with adulthood that I was confident in my decisions. And once you do that, and you know what shades of makeup look nicer on you if you wear makeup. I don't very often. Um, what hairstyle makes you feel beautiful? Or what is your favorite outfit? And why is it your favorite outfit? What What is your favorite place to go? What's your favorite food? And do you have a favorite restaurant? Knowing yourself 
is beautiful. And there's so much about that deep down within your personality. And these, this is perspective, right? This is, this is me looking past the fat girl lens, digging deep and finding out who you would help if you could, who you would hold back from if, you know, it came onto your doorstep you know, what were the lessons that you learned that were hard for roads that you'll never go down again, you know, and I respect my strengths and I feel bad for that little girl. I'm proud of who she's become. I oftentimes will think about me as a little girl and different situations that I found myself in and my future self, which is me today, think about that little girl a lot. And in my head, I think of how proud I am of her for sticking up for herself or walking away. There was a lot of times where I just walked away and I got in trouble for it. I I got, you know, why didn't you stick up for yourself? Why didn't you yell back? Why didn't you threaten back? And there were so many times where I was just scared. I was scared. I wasn't ready. And I'm proud of that little girl. Do I think that the teasing and the bullying and stuff would have stopped a lot sooner had I made some sort of huge move? Yes, absolutely. If I had it to do all over again, I might have, I might have scared them a little sooner so that it would stop sooner. But... It took a lot of courage to walk away. And as an adult, I realize that now. And it took a lot, but I do. I am grateful for every loving moment. That's another thing that came from all of that despair that I held inside for so long. Is that I look at every single thing that I have that brings me joy. And I am so appreciative. I am so thankful and I make sure that that, you know, spirals out into my meditations, into the way that I am as a boss to my employees, the, the girlfriend that I am, the sister and the daughter that I am. And who knew that all of that would come from childhood obesity? You know, I mean, talk about planting a garden full of seeds and watching the flowers grow. And then, you know, being 40 years old and turning around and looking at a garden full of flowers and having to explain to everybody where those flowers came from is such an invigorating experience for me. And having this podcast allows me the platform to be able to do that. And I value my relationships because I know they're real. A lot of the relationships that I'd had, friendships and, you know, things that I I really put myself into when I was younger and and naive and more innocent and thinking that everybody was genuine uh, are situations that I, you know, don't put myself in. I just don't walk in that direction. So the friendships and the relationships that I build as an adult are superb quality. I know 
because I've experienced all of that in the past, I know within five minutes of meeting somebody, whether they're going to be a true person in my life or whether they are going to be a fair weather person in my life who maybe just needs, you know, someone to hang out with for a little bit or someone who, you know, they want to get information from as far as guidance on spirituality or or life guidance or, you know, they need advice on different decisions to make, whether it be financial decisions or someone to help them with their taxes or whatever, you know, but then as soon as those things are completed, they disappear. I don't set myself up mentally to invite that very brief relationship into my life. And for that, the very, you know, the very condensed group of friends that I have are my thick and thin friends. They would be there with me, whether they agreed with everything that I said or they did not, we would just agree to disagree and then move on because we value each other's relationships in our lives as much as possible. So again, um, these terrible things that occurred, um, really turned out to, you know, to aid me in my adult life and will continue 20 years from now to, you know, evolve into the more polished person that I become. And that is exactly what's happening to you. I've become more passive, because uh, you learn real quick that nobody likes to be around the sad girl. I try to highlight myself a little bit and then focus as much as possible on other people's wins. I have noticed that people love to talk about themselves, but sometimes people just want to know that you care about them. So let them talk. Let them talk about everything that's going on with them. Let them be heard because there's so many people that have to take up all the air in the room all the time. And it is the most beautiful thing to sit and let somebody just unveil everything that's going on with them and how they are and where they are. And, you know, even if you're not in the mood, that karma will multiply. It is something that's so good for your soul and it's good for other people around you. And that's another form of perspective is maybe you're not trying to hear everybody's you know, thoughts and engagements on things. But if you take that step of compromise, you know, you will have people do that for you. And think about your worst day and the person who listened to you that day. And that is the perspective on that. Because on your worst day, you were that person who needed heard. And how did that make you feel? Just something to kind of marinate on. Let your enemies run out of steam. It works with people who don't wish you well also. Letting your enemies run out of steam like bullies, they'll quit when it stops being fun. And that's the truth. Accept life loss, not death. But accept life loss and take others' losses with stride. There is a lesson hidden within every tragic end and it feels like there's no rhyme or reason but I believe that you start from a space of naive innocence and that you're tested in life and testing to see how well you become at handling these events that occur so what can you pull out of these hardships what difference does it make to right your wrongs once you realize the old error of your ways let's talk about spread spreading mental seeds 
which is something that I'm passionate about. And this is in closing of our perspective podcast. Think of someone or people that you know that are stumbling right now. Is this a situation that is forcing them to grow? Is it pushing them to a new perspective? Is it meant to inspire them to be someone different or to give them strength? Maybe it's you. Perspective pushes our energies in either direction. Either we hop onto this dark snowball of disruptive activity or we capitalize on these low feelings and we watch and we feel them mysticize. Or we can analyze the lessons and identify the open windows of opportunity. We can recognize the advantages of consistency with positive resources and continue to pattern out their continued successes. Just some food for thought today. I won't be posting for a whole week now, so please share this with your friends and your family. Please take in these lessons and listen to them as many times as you'd like. If you have any additional feedback and you want to leave them the voicemail on my channel, please feel free to do so. Please catch me on Instagram and on Twitter at Life Over Matter Anchor. And I'll be here next week, same time, with episode 14. In the meantime, enjoy the food for thought, and I'll talk to you again soon.